Our scripture reading this morning is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. It's mismarked in the bulletin. It's actually 1 through 7. So I invite you to read along or to actively listen as I read. In those days, a decree went out from the Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged, and who was expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in bands of cloth, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. The word of the Lord. Um, Holly, us, Holly. Hold on. I invite us to join our voices to sing Joy to the World, our congregational hymn on page 143. Stand and sing. We can do that. We don't usually do this, but we're going to sing Joy to the World, the first verse. Holly, Holly, hang on. Hold on. Let us sing first. After. Sorry, I messed up. Holly, I've been trying to get your attention all service. It's, it's uh, really serious. Uh, why are we singing a Christmas song on December 16th? We should not be singing Joy to the World yet. Actually, we are still in Advent. This is liturgically inappropriate. Oh, Darren, you're one of those Advent purists, aren't you? Those people that utilize Advent to really play on the idea of drawing out the theme of expectation and the practice of waiting and putting yourself into the nativity story, painfully waiting and wondering, not knowing exactly when the Messiah will come. You're one of those Advent purists, aren't you? Uh, yeah. I mean... <laughs> That and the fact that each time a Christmas song is sung during Advent, a Jedi turns to the dark side. I did not know that, Darren. Thank you. I hear you. I get it. It is absolutely countercultural to actually wait for something and not give in to our culture's instant gratification. And by singing joy to the world, we aren't practicing that. But did you hear the scripture lesson for today? 
Jesus is born. A little early. Okay, yes, a little early. I know we just love everything in our timeline. But we are sharing the Christmas story a little differently this Advent. We are focused on the nativity story as we hear it in Luke, introducing some major characters each week. Of course, it's been thrown off a bit because of the weather. But the way the nativity story plays out in Luke's gospel, by the third week of Advent, Mary and Joseph go to be registered in Bethlehem, and the time comes to give birth. Truth is, there isn't much to Luke's nativity story. There isn't much to Matthew's story either. It passes by so quickly that if you aren't paying attention, you may miss it. The scripture says, while they were there, the time came for Mary to deliver her child. It's so simple. It's barely a birth announcement. And if you're too busy rushing to the store and buying presents and shoveling snow and drinking your hot cocoa, or as we discussed this morning, yelling at people in the Kroger parking lot, you might miss it altogether. It makes me wonder what else we may miss during Advent and Christmas. Because of our location of Richmond, Virginia, and perhaps our lack of cartography, that's the study of maps, and because of technology like GPS, we may miss the fact that Bethlehem is 6,000 miles away from us. And more importantly, we may miss that Mary and Joseph are making a 100-mile trip from Nazareth to Bethlehem. 100 miles. This was not a family vacation. It isn't going to be a fun trip. It was not during a season when the weather was nice or even the right personal time. No one wants to ride a donkey for 100 miles when they are pregnant. Just so that they can be registered and be taxed appropriately. And because there is 2,000 years between us and the nativity story, we may miss the political climate that sets the birth of Jesus. We should remember that Jesus was born in an atmosphere of upheaval and social discontent. Herod and Roman officials held all the wealth and power. It was a tense and often confrontational relationship between the haves and the have-nots. And let us remember that Herod was brutal. Jesus was essentially born into a third world military dictatorship. It was a society where everyone 
was coerced. And if we aren't paying attention to the entire story, we may miss how Bethlehem has been a destination of so many sacred stories. There are lots of stories with lots of layers of people who are drawn back to Bethlehem time and time again. How Bethlehem seems to be a place for doers and seekers and searchers and dreamers for all different reasons. In the Old Testament, Ruth and Naomi are drawn back to Bethlehem after a situation of loss and grief and separation of family. And they go to get a new lease on life. And Samuel is directed by God to go to Bethlehem when he is grieving over Saul to go and anoint David as the new king. And now Mary and Joseph go to Bethlehem to fulfill their duty for good governance. And soon shepherds who are watching their flocks will be intruded upon and redirected to Bethlehem. Bethlehem, the city of David, where there is an interaction of God and empire and soon a new story of redemption. But we may miss it all if we aren't paying attention. We may miss how God shows up in unexpected places and times and people. We may miss it if we think Jesus is just going to show up the way he always shows up in our safe, static sanctuary, a place of secure stability where nothing ever changes, where we can cool off or cool down and just for 60 minutes chill out. But if that is the case, we have missed the story and the entire purpose of Advent and the miracle of Christmas. We will miss that God enters the world in unexpected places and at unexpected times. We will be too consumed with the powers and principalities of the world that scream, stay in line, and this is the way it is to be done. This is the expectation. This is the way to make money and to have control and to stay ahead and to keep up with the Joneses. We will hear those voices helping us and believe the lie that this is the prestigious way and the easy way and the way to be popular and to succeed and to keep your head down staring at your phone and building walls and keeping others out because that is the way to stay safe until we realize we no longer dare to look up at the star above or the road ahead leading us all the way to Bethlehem. Do you want to miss it? 
Do you want to miss God disrupting this world by the countercultural revolution of a baby being born in a stable to an unwed poor mother and father whose life is so revolutionary it still teaches us to think beyond ourselves and to love our neighbor even 2,000 years later? To believe that if we have the courage to act and disrupt the status quo, we don't even have to fear death. That no matter what, we are loved. That no matter what, we will be okay. That we will be accepted just as we are. Do you want to miss that? It might do us good to wake up and pay attention. It might do us good to follow the road to Bethlehem and not just worship Jesus, but to follow him. Jesus is born to show us a different way of being in the world, when we are told that it is the wrong time and the wrong place and the wrong people. And here God's love breaks through. Imagine if we wake up and go and do likewise.